All right, Rad Dads, and we're back for another episode. I'm Rob. And I am Sal, I think. Today, I identify as Sal. You identify as Sal. That's good. That's great, Sal. What days don't you identify as Sal? Uh, I don't know. Some days, other days. This is a very complicated subject. It is. I love it. it. You, You know what? I identify as Sal every day that ends in a Y. Okay. I thought maybe you were like Salarina or something on certain Easy, days. Easy, Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we talking tonight? Tonight's topic, I think, is um, rather um, interesting or relevant to the situation we're in now or close to the situation we'll be in in three weeks. What is that? Back to school. That was exciting. Yay. And our fans are so excited. I could see it in their face. Yes, super excited. We got a live crowd today. They're super silent (laughs) because I told them if they make a noise, they'd be uh, in trouble. Um, So, yeah, back to school, man. Uh, I I think it's going to be interesting. Are they wearing masks or are they not wearing masks? I think they're going to mandate the masks. Uh, I'm I'm on a website right here, covid19.nj.gov. And it says all students will be back to full-time in-person instruction for the 2021-2022 school year. All students, educators, staff, and visitors will be required to wear face masks inside the school buildings. Now, since they say they're required to wear them, can they force us to wear them? Can they force our kids to wear these masks? I think so. How? We're on public property. I mean, I don't know. I, I would assume that they're going to tell you that you have to wear masks. And or. Then, what's the or? I'd like to know what the or is. I don't know. They'll, they'll send you out. Send you out of school. There's no at home. There's no home instruction. There isn't. But there's also no precedent for what we're going through right now. Even if you take the mandating a vaccine, which is coming, apparently, that is also something that's never been done. Yes. Right. In human history. Yes. I, I don't know. In the modern day. Well, I mean, of it. if think about it, when we're born, we're required to get the, the measles, mumps, rubella. Yeah, but not everyone does. Right. There's any vaxxers who don't believe in that. True. Right. And that was the whole this conversation with Jenny. Mc- what? Like a couple of years ago where she didn't believe in it. She didn't have her kids vaccinated. And I think that was because the scientist or doctor, it was a French scientist or doctor that said that he found the link between um, vaccines in, in kids and autism. Because I, I think Jenny McCarthy, McCarthy's child al- is autistic. Was it autism? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I think autism. you're right. Yeah, 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 it was autism. One of my sister's friends has an autistic child, and she believes that it was the, due to the vaccines. But that's like all these people who are going to the hospital with symptoms and are blaming it on the COVID vaccine when... Say their body's like riddled with cancer. Right. So there's nothing to do with your vaccine. It's just you're more observant. You're more worried. And you're like, oh, crap, my arm hurts. Like, why does my arm hurt? All right, I'm going to go to the doctor. Yeah. It's it's not because you have COVID. Uh, You had a stroke, bud. I I, I think this whole thing has turned everybody into hypochondriacs. I think this whole thing has turned everybody into armchair doctors. Um, So... All right, I'm going to tell you a story. Just Love me and stories. you, Sal, all right? Yes. It's going to be me and you story. So during COVID. Me, you, and the lamppost. Yeah, no one else is going to hear it. So during COVID, I had pain in like my abdomen. So I was really freaking out because it, it hurt a lot. So I was like, all right, all right. So I waited a day. I waited two days. Still hurt. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, you know, what could be wrong? Like, who knows? You know, I'm, I'm past 40. It could be anything at this point. And Diverticulitis? Uh, well, that was what I one of the things I thought because my brother has that. And I go to the hospital. They do all these scans. They, you know, I get a. MRI you went to the hospital during COVID. Went to the hospital during COVID oh, wow. with a mask on. That's how. That's how much pain I was in. Holy. 
bananas. And they do all these kind nothing. Not a thing. They're like, you're fine. And I was like, <laughs> but it hurts. And they're like, yeah, it's in your head. They're, they didn't say that, but that's what, this like, pretty much like implying. there's nothing that is wrong. It could be. And you, and listen, you know, like, they can't really identify to whatever that symptom. Yeah, put that out. So they, they can't really identify that unless you go through a lot of tests. Uh-huh. And well, they got to get into your intestines. Yeah, right? it's in your intestines. Yeah. And that's a flare-up, and it's only because of certain things you eat. So it could have been something I ate. It could have been anything. But it hasn't happened since. And it was so. I was so... You were a pescatarian then, right? Yeah. Was it something that... It could have been. It could have been bad fish. It could have been something. Bat fish? It could have been bad fish. Bat, what's bad fish? No, not bat wing. Bat, uh, bad fish. Oh, bat... <laughs> not the bat wing. What the fuck is bat fish? <laughs> For those of you who know what the bat wing is, that's disgusting. Um... No, but it, it could have been that, right? I I have no idea, but it was something that was wrong in my body, and it lasted a whole weekend. I got home from the hospital, and no one really knew except my wife because she said, you need to go to the hospital. Yeah, you didn't even tell your, your co-host. My co-host. Or host. But it was like, it was one of those things is like, listen, I've heard other people who've done the hospital, and they are getting like horror stories. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, stuff's actually been wrong. And for me, it was like, oh, it was a non-event. But it was... It was fine. I got I got an MRI. I got some tests done. You know, it, they it stick was a great the, old time. They stick the wand in your uh, in your coolie. No, <laughs> there's no wands being inserted anywhere in my body. <laughs> no, but there was. Uh, dude, get, I, I wake up with abdomen pain every morning, and I and I, and I know what the issue is. What's the issue? Um, you're fat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm overweight for my my height. Sounds because because I lost weight for for a little bit and I wasn't waking up with pains. So, but how much did you lose? Seven, eight pounds. I mean, that's not going to be, that shouldn't make that much of a difference. It does for my fucking five, five stature here. It's a man of stature over <laughs> yeah. here. So ac- according to, uh, according to science, I am technically obese. I thought you were going to say you were technically tall and I was going to be no, like, oh, science uh, is wrong then. I- I'm vertically challenged. I'm Italian. Come on. So are you. So, my so according to science, for my height, a man of my caliber, yeah. right, should weigh 135 pounds. There is no fucking way I'm getting to 135 pounds. Even if I have surgery, I ain't getting to topic of the night is back to school and mask mandate. Our emperor governor, he he already said we're going back to in school. There won't be virtual learning, but um he wants to flatten the curve. You know, two weeks of flattening the curve. Remember that speech? Yeah, I don't know how that's really going to work out. Wear I don't, Listen, I think we should do, as a society, everything we possibly do. But here's the thing. We're robbing our, our kids of, of their youth. There's no doubt in my mind that that is occurring. There's things that typically happen when you go from elementary school to middle school. Trips, events, things that are not happening anymore because they don't want to take the risk of taking the kids to certain areas. really stinks because I remember doing that as a kid. I'm sure my kids and your kids would remember it too if they did it. But it's really bad that they're not going to be able to do it. And, and I get it to some extreme, but then like at others, you know, so we're, we're starting to go back into work. And the offices aren't, I don't think there's a mask mandate yet, is there? Indoor? I don't know. So so he, I, I'm just on a website, uh, the, the state website for schools. And they're, they're, man, they're I don't want to say mandating, they're requiring. It says indoor mask requirements. They're not saying it's a mandate. So is is that? But that's for schools. What about what about for parents? Parents, as far as work, yeah, work. that's that's the individual companies. But 
See, what's fucked up is the government is telling companies if you don't force your employees to get the vaccine, you won't get special privileges if they have any special privileges. Which is kind of crazy because aren't the vaccines still on that emergency F- approval? Yeah, they're not FDA approved. Yeah. So he- here's my... Here's my. I mean, they are. They're they're emergent. They're not the normal process of being approved by the FDA. They are approved in a emergency function. Sure, but here are my two cents. You want to force this vaccine, and and doctors have been coming out saying that vaccinated people can still contract the 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 Rona and also transmit it. It's just a shorter period of time that they're contagious. So forcing people to get this vaccine and you're still going to pass it on to other people doesn't make sense to me. I honestly think you should give people the option on either prove you're vaccinated or prove your immunity. Because I think our immune system is a lot stronger than any chemical the government wants to stick in our body well that's what someone actually posted on an instagram meme something similar that is listen i got it i survived it my immune system fought it off and now i have the antibodies but that's not always 100 percent true i understand what you're saying that our immune system will provide the antibodies but is that 100 percent? i mean if you have the vaccine the vaccine is the same thing the vaccine injects you with the virus so right so that your immune system can fight fight it right up. just like just like the flu vaccine yeah. but then there's different strains there's different mutations so your body's not going to be so the, the the strain we had last year is different than what's coming out this year the yeah Delta. it's the same deal with the flu right so what's the point of getting the vaccine to protect what well i'm no scientist but it protects you against the vaccine it protects you against the virus and part part of the strains from what i've heard not all the strains. So protecting you from the virus, you still get the virus. You just don't get it as... Just like the flu. You yeah, still yeah. get the flu, but you won't be bedridden well, for two months or two I, weeks. I will tell you, I've gotten the flu... Ever since I had kids, I've gotten the flu vaccine every year. And this is... A, I'm going to fucking jinx myself. And, <laughs> just don't say it. Just don't say but it. I get it every year and I never get the flu. Uh, you said it. Said it. Now, now I'll get the flu. Well, <laughs> you said it. But that, but that's the thing, right? It will, it will protect you to some point, and we're hoping the majority of people it does, right? There's still that breakthrough right. that can happen, there's which strain, has been happening, which has happened, um, and then there's also the new strain, which I thought you were pulling my leg when you told me last time is the lambda strain or whatever it is. <laughs> I, I was like, somebody told me that, and they're like, no, that's serious, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought someone was. I was wearing my, my scientist hat. What you were thinking about the lamb, the lamb, the lamb yeah, from? Uh, yeah. What was the name of the? Holy shit! What was the name of the movie? Uh, Animal House. Is it? Yeah. Was it right. Animal House? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. My wife and I watched that on the plane to Italy. Uh, she never watched it, and she's like, "Oh my god, what a great movie!" That's. A, I can't believe she never watched it. That's an amazing yes. movie. I'm not an anti-vaxer. My kids get had their vaccines when 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 they were born. I think there's just too much information out there um, flying around about. Well, there's not enough information about the vaccine, in my opinion. I rely on my doctors, so I would. My personal opinion is really hard to decipher what's fact and what's false in the media today, because people will have you believe one thing, other people will have you believe another, and it's almost driven by a political agenda or just what they want you to believe it's what they want you to believe it's yeah. just like operation mockingbird i think it was in the 50s the cia they were feeding stories 
to the newspapers. They wanted people to to know a certain narrative. Look it up, Operation Mockingbird, and that's what they that's what they were putting out into the newspaper. All right, so Sal, are you a conspiracy theorist on this on the COVID vaccine? Now define like specify what you mean by conspiracy. Look, it's real. I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. I just think there's not enough information about it. I think that the government knows a lot more about this than they're telling us. And I just don't. I mean, that's true about everything, though, right? Yes. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I just don't believe in the vaccine. I had this conversation with my brother and, and you know, he's a te- techie guy. And he says, but today's technology, they, they, they're able to uh, develop these 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 vaccines and, and, and what have you with all the all these all the technology we have. And that's all well and good, but it's not enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in technology. I believe in what we have today, but I, I just, I, I don't know. We're going to send Sal back to the flip phone days. <laughs> uh, I, I'm about to get one. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to get my kids a flip phone. So when we went to the doctor, my wife asked our doctor, and I hope I'm telling the story right. So the vaccine is now available for 12 year olds, I believe, 12 and above. She asked our doctor, what happens when it's available for for, for our kids? Or is it drop the age even further to like 10 or to 8 to whatever, to 5? And he goes, when that does happen, I highly suggest that you do get it for your child. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Listen, our doctors never steered us wrong. And, and we trust him. We've actually like gone through a couple of pediatricians until we found one that, you know, that our family with, right. felt comfortable with. So the fact he was for it, and when you have a kid who had RSV as a child, their respiratory system is, is a little bit less, not as strong. So they're really susceptible to like pneumonia and bronchitis and, and even like a simple cold turns into a lot of coughing and, you know, chest. My, my youngest had RSV as well. Yeah. And it's, it's a nightmare. It's, so, it's horrible. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, if it becomes available, would I give it to my kids? Most probably. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hopefully there'll be more literature out and it'll be actually approved by the FDA at that point. But I think it's only a matter of time. And I think one of them, if I'm not mistaken, one of, one of the companies is actually relatively close to becoming truly FDA approved. I just read an article today that the Pfizer the Pfizer vaccine is only 42% effective to the, for the Delta variant. But it's probably 95% effective for the primary, right? Still better than nothing. True, true. Up to this point, I'm not sure if this is still true. I apologize, but it still doesn't cost you anything to do it. No. Now, if you have a bad reaction, it could cost you something. Possibly your so, life. So, you know, it's, yes, the, there are downsides, but there's, I mean, that's true with, Everything. Yeah. But so have, have you gone any back to school shopping yet? Any supplies? Uh, yeah, the supplies were flowing in apparently. So I think. Do what? Supplies what? Flowing in. My, flowing. Oh, flowing, flowing in. Yeah. I thought they were flown in. I was like, no, fuck, where'd you want them from? Were, Germany? They probably were flown in for all I know. It came <laughs> via Amazon. I mean, my wife ordered the folders, pens, pretty much anything we didn't have. She ordered it over the weekend because I think the list came out last week. Yeah, so as soon, recently. I don't know how my kids knew. Maybe maybe they were on their, their school accounts. And this one day, we got to go to Staples. We got to go to Staples. Like, holy shit, what's the rush? But they they got their supplies. You were there when my wife was leaving because you made the joke. She goes, I'm on my way to Staples. And you go, do they sell Staples? 
Oh, that's why she was going. <laughs> she was doing. Yeah. So my I, my wife and kids went. I think last the the day or the day of or the day after the supplies list came out. Is it me or does that list fucking grow every year? I don't remember as a kid having to supply the classroom with pe- with six hundred pencils, seven seventy five boxes of tissues. Um, now it's seven gallons of sanitizer and, and, you know, 65 packs of Clorox wipes. I don't, I don't remember that as a kid. I, I remember my parents giving me my pencil case, pencils, no, no pens. And here's your books. Yeah. I, I, I don't ever recall teachers requesting. F- and then there's the resupply mid year. We need 65 glue sticks. Can you buy 65 glue sticks? It's nuts. The, when does it end? D- does it end? Yeah, when they graduate. It's, right? it's, it's fucking... But in high school, they, do they do that? I have no... I, dude, for, when I first got the, the supplies list, when my kids started going to school, I was like, all right, kindergarten, it's kindergarten, whatever. They need a couple supplies. We'll, we'll do the supplies. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth... It, it, it don't end. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's insane. Do we not have money for supplies for, for our kids? Apparently not. It's been on the books, Al. It's on the books. What books? It's fucking... <laughs> well, Chromebooks, maybe. But no, really. I mean, when I was a kid, when we were kids, I used to cover my books with paper bags from ShopRite. Yeah, that's right? What, that's what, yeah, that's what we did, too. I don't know. I just, and if you were really good, you may have gotten a book cover from, like, the book sale or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember buying sketchbooks from the book sales. But I always, I always felt like I was the only kid who had their books covered in... in Paper bags. I felt like every other kid had like nice like. I was like, yeah, no, I, I, well, yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah, I was paper bag guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean too. <laughs> and my my father was in the garment industry, and he had this thick brown paper. So after once we start, once I determined that I can use that thick brown paper to cover my books, it was like I was thick brown paper kid. <laughs> I was no longer shoprite bag kid. <laughs> I try to color it in as much as possible. But no, now, no one noticed. But but dude, but now they got the the book socks. Whoever whoever invented that man, genius. You slide the socks on, and that's it. My brother knows who invented that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're from this area. Get out of here. No, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, genius, man. Yeah, they they they're well off now. Well, they own the mountain up there, Stag Hill. Yeah. So what what else did you go back to school shopping? Uh, clothes? clothes shopping, no. But I know that's coming because my kids' feet. The, the fucking sneakers I bought them in the beginning of summer, they outgrew them. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I guess whatever I'm feeding them. <laughs> but they are growing like weeds. At one point, they were wearing my wife's shoes. Really? They are fit. they taller than your wife? My oldest is. My youngest foot is bigger than my wife's foot. My wife wears a size four, five, I don't know, four. But yeah, they're growing like weeds. So they're all be taller than. So at one point, my youngest was getting the hand-me-downs to close. Yeah. No. She's no longer hand-me-downs. Really? She, yeah. Nice. So um, you do uh, back-to-school shopping? No, I don't do any of that. My wife takes care of all that. When we went out to dinner last week, we put them in um, in khakis and like a polo shirt, and my younger guy's like, we have to wear fancy pants tonight? <laughs> like, yeah, you got to wear fancy <laughs> pants. Like, you got literally has one pair. And I'm like, yes, you're putting those on and, and going to dinner. So what do we have? What's the dial lesson we have for tonight? Um... Dad lesson for tonight. Listen to the school district and their guidance for returning back to school. You have to bite off your own tongue to say yeah. that. 
<laughs> I think, at least in my mind, is they're doing what they believe is best for the children. I think they're doing what they're being told to do. Well, it depends. It depends if in your state, right, or your country, because we have international listeners, right? Yes. If in some states and countries and I don't think it's being dictated by the governor or by the state level. It's being, it's being dictated by the country. Could be, could be by the country or it could be left up to the individual schools. Yeah. But I I think the schools are going to do what they think is best because I think each area is slightly different. While New York and New Jersey really were not as bad off as someone like the South. As far as what school? Well, New York, you can't go to a restaurant without proving your vaccine. You're vaccinated. No, I mean like vaccination levels and. Oh, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, but dude, how crazy is that? You can't go eat at a restaurant or go to a Broadway show unless you prove you're vaccinated. But any fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry can walk up to a voting booth and vote without proving who the fuck they are. I mean, well, you have to prove it. You no, no, you don't have to show ID. Yes, you do. No, you don't. When's the last time you pick, took your license out? To show them that you you were who I went you are and said I'm so and so and I signed it. Yeah. Okay. I can walk up and say, "Hey, um, Tom, Tom Harry, Tom Dick and Harry." I see Tom Dick and Harry's name and and sign it. Now I'm gonna have to think about. It. Now I'm gonna have to. You guaranteed have never taken out your license to show them to prove who you are. Never, ever, ever has it ever happened. Next time I'll, I'll check. Okay. I don't remember. Make make a mental note there. You you do not, and you will never, unless it comes out as a law that people need voter IDs. You need a license. You need a license to drive. You need ID to buy alcohol or an ID to get on a plane. I don't know why we don't have IDs to vote. That's a conversation for not another day. <laughs> All right. So that lesson is: listen to your school districts. They're gonna have. They're gonna do what's best for children and the safety of their school. I think they're doing the right thing. You know, it's I, I have my kids wear masks occasionally. Not all the time. I'm not as, as diligent as other parents, but we we do. They carry around their masks still. On to the best part of the evening, Sal. Yes, we are at the point where we tell everybody what our favorite color is. <laughs> Mine's purple. Uh, so, Sal, so just so you guys know, we actually had to take a break because in between recording this episode... I had to do some uh, rec soccer stuff. We took a break. We had another glass of bourbon, so this review should be great. Yes. All right, Sal, tell us what we're drinking. So we are drinking tonight. It is called Kamiki. Kamiki. Um, It is a Japanese blended malt whiskey. It is um, fairly interesting. Alcohol classification, it is a uh, whiskey blend, distillery somewhere in Japan. Proof is uh, 48% alcohol by volume, 96 proof. Age is undisclosed. Filtration is non-chilled filtered. It is a small batch. Mash bill is undisclosed. And, you know, two awards, they got a, a shit ton of awards, but nothing like the, you know, n- none of the awards like the San Francisco Spirits Awards. Um, but they do have a ton of medals. If you go on, on their website, uh, fair, they've got a bunch. Are they like they've been around for a while. How long have they been around? Uh, early 2000s. So, okay. uh, color is gold. Do you agree? I do agree. Okay, price point sixty to eighty dollars. Holy uh, shit! Yes. Um, Fill her so, up, Scotty. <laughs> how you doing? So history. 
This is actually the first whiskey brand in the world to be finished in a Japanese cedar cask. I found that pretty interesting. Nose. Um, Do you think a Japanese cedar cask means that the cedar wood is grown in Japan? That would be my assumption. Okay. Just curious. Um, if you give me a moment, I shall tell you. Do, 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 do. So uh, a little history about this um, this uh, whiskey. As I mentioned, first whiskey in the world to be finished in a Japanese cask. But the name, Kamiki, the Omiwa Shrine, okay, which is a big part of Jap- Japan. It's, it's a shrine that lies at the foot of the Mount Miwa, a holy mountain guarded by the shrine. Mount Miwa has many legends and has been worshipped for ancient times as a sacred mountain of the god. Inspired by beautiful breezes coming from the mountain of the god, they named their whiskey Kamiki, whereby Kami means god and Iki means breathe. So nice. the, the, the label is kind of funky because when, I, when my brother-in-law brought me this bottle, Charlie, thank you very much, Charles Lopazonia, um... He's into the Japanese whiskeys, but if you look at the the bottle and the label, to me, what jumps out is the MI, right? So to me, the, the two letters on top is me, and then you go Kaki, me Kaki. <laughs> but that is not the name of the bottle. It's Kamiki. Uh, Do you know the thing that jumps out at me about the bottle is the red seal? On the label. Yes, that is pretty interesting. So they have a unique second maturation, which is called the Yoshino Sugi, most commonly known in English as Japanese cedar, is indigenous to Japan. So look at that. Answered your question. It, so this go. Japanese cedar is indigenous to Japan. For centuries, it is being used to make uh, temples. Japanese cedar is also known for its pleasant fragrance and soft texture that help calm the mind and the body. So this might help calm my mind and body. Maybe if I drink enough of it tonight. <laughs> Nose and aroma. I got plum. Fucking plum. Check, yeah, check the, third, check the third glass. Here. Plum and uh, peat. I got peat. <laughs> He's very, very, very... It's very peaty. Yes. Almost scotch. Yes. Oh, yeah, almost like a scotch, yeah. it's uh, the, the nose is definitely a peat. Tasting note. Yeah, I'm just going to go straight up peat. I agree. Definitely a peat. I think it's a little pepper at the end. Yeah, a little burn. Not not a burn that goes all the way down, but the peat lingers. Holy mackerel. Yes, it does. Pete, Pete, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, finish. I I wrote here slight burn, but that was maybe, you know what, that was our first glass. Now that it's our third glass and we don't feel the burn, so maybe there is a slight burn. (laughs) And we're not tasting it now. There's definitely a slight burn. (laughs) Uh, There is a slight burn. Um, the peatiness does linger. Um, overall, it's okay. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a shelf staple or a, uh, definitely, I guess it depends. Easy sipper. Maybe if you put a, a, an ice ball in it, the, it helps open up some of the flavors. Um, you know, after a while, kind of get the, the cedar. I think the cedar lingers after a bit. What Little. are your thoughts? Uh, I think price is incredibly high. It's, it's, out of, it's out of my price range. Uh, the taste is... The aroma is definitely lacking. But I think the taste is okay at best. Well, aroma lacking. What do you mean? It's peat. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like pee. But for, for me, definitely it's definitely not lacking. Just Pete's. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess it's the aroma is not as unique. I guess Pete is unique for a bourbon, but it's not as unique as as I like. Like you know, we're not you. You're not getting those vanilla hints. No. Uh, the spices. It's just it's just not there for me. So. And then the taste is just overwhelmingly peat. I don't, I don't get anything he's, else. He's repeating it. Yeah, I don't get anything else. So for me, this is it's going to be like a three five. No five. I'm just not interested. I, I a, wouldn't a, buy a, it. A three point five barrel. Yeah, and that's that's even a little high for me. This is not a, on, this is not a shelf stable. This is not a shelf stable. I, I traditionally I haven't found a Japanese whiskey that I do like. So I'm you know it may just be. I just don't like that that style. So I had a friend bring over, this is a few years back, a bottle of uh, a Japanese whiskey. And I thought he was coming over just to have a glass or two. Um, we wound up finishing the bottle. And, oh my God. The next day was fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... Not only did we finish the bottle, but for dinner, my wife and I had a half a bottle of wine. Oh, gosh. So we were just hanging out at the house, and he was coming back from traveling. And um, he's like, hey, you mind if I come over? I got you a bottle. I said, yeah, sure. So I'm thinking one or two glasses. One or two glasses led to the whole damn bottle. That's Ooh, crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was a crazy night. Um, so my barrel rating, I, you know, Rob, I, I think I'm with you, man. I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not a single malt or Japanese whiskey guy, I'll maybe have one 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 glass, you know, if it's offered. I'm not into the peatiness of of it, so I'm right with you, man. Like like I don't know, four, th- three three five four. I give it a four. There you go. We're back to the norm. Sal's Sal's overbidding me. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing will beat the dickle. Nothing beat the dickle. <laughs> the dickle is like negative and, something. Yeah, and my single barrel rating, which Sal thought it was hysterical. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just gonna go three five. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on oh, you, Rob. Nice. Look at that. Three, three five, five for the books. Yes. There we go. All right, Sal, take us out. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast. We um, are grateful that you continue listening every week. Please like and share. Subscribe to our Facebook group. Check us out on Instagram. And, uh, you know, drop us a line. Send us an email. Rad Dad's, uh, the Rad Dad Show at, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 